Welcome on in to the Locked On Syracuse podcast, the only place for you to get daily orange podcast. Today, it's myself and Tim Leonard, as it always is, with you every single weekday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Tim, training camp Thursday today, we were supposed to be getting into a lot of receiver talking. We were going to talk a little bit of hoops, but guess what? We've got football to talk about here because yeah. the football schedule has come out for the ACC. And while the dates aren't known yet, there's a grid out of who is playing who, and that includes the one and only Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Welcome on in to the <laughs> conference for this one. And I find this super fascinating because the ACC, uh, the entire time we were expecting them to say, all right, we're going to move to the conference-only model. We're going to have lots of bad news but largely, I think this is good news that the ACC came out with this week. When you look at everything that they put on the table here, you've got a grid that features 10 matchups, and it's not home and homes like we were maybe hypothesizing about yeah. a little bit earlier, whether it was last week or earlier this week. But a lot of things and a lot of positive traction here for the ACC in terms of its football schedule. So just to go over the nuts and bolts of things, we'll get to Syracuse's schedule in just a second, but it's going to be an 11-game slate, 10 games in conference, and one non-conference game. The 11 games will be played over the course of 13 weeks, with each team having two bye weeks. There's going to be one division, Notre Dame, like I mentioned, a part of this. All TV revenue, including Notre yes. Dame's home games by NBC, will be shared equally by all 15 institutions. I think that is really big. Yeah, we can talk huge. about that a little bit more later. But uh, the ACC championship game will be held at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. I don't think we as Syracuse fans have to worry about that too much. <laughs> and then, of course, um, you've got the one non-conference opponent that you schedule and that non-conference opponent must be played in the home state of the ACC institution. And all non-conference opponents must meet the medical protocol requirements as agreed upon by the ACC. All right, so now that all of this is out, let's look at how this impacts Syracuse. Because here's what the grid looks like for the Orange. Again, no dates are out. We don't know when these teams are playing. We just know that, as of now, they are playing. So Syracuse... Their five home games are as follows. Boston College, which was a road game earlier, if you remember. Duke, Georgia Tech, NC State, and Wake Forest. Their road games, and, and Wake Forest was supposed to be a road game this year. Their road games are Clemson, Louisville, UNC, Notre Dame, Oof. and Pitt. Ouch. Tough road slate. I mean, that's my biggest takeaway from first seeing it. Now, I will say, you can jump to conclusions and assume, like, the road games are going to be naturally tougher. Well, in reality, if these games do happen, there are not going to be fans in the stadium. Definitely not in Syracuse. We already know that for sure. But in all these road venues, I think it's safe to say there will not be fans. You can't risk it at this point. And the way things have been trending, I don't see a possible world where there are fans. So, a road Yeah, it's game also one of the things I left off is that the first week, the first game that these teams play will be between September 7th and September 12th. Yes. Good, yeah. So, so that is also worth noting. Starting September 7th. I mean, that's right around the corner. And it makes me a little bit more optimistic once this plan was announced. Kind of a shock when it came out. And in, in a rare instance of breaking news, sports related here. For the first time in a while, we were like, yep, I, 
I think we know what we're talking about on the podcast today. This is big, yeah. big news out of the ACC. And this might be the first them. time we've had to scrap our plan. Yeah, right. And which was a good feeling. It yeah. might not sound like it, but it felt good to have some pressing news to talk about. And the ACC is kind of the first conference to at least lay out the schedule like this. I think the Notre Dame thing, just briefly, the TV rights thing is huge. And people mm-hmm. are going to get on Notre Dame and say, oh, now you want to join. But at least they worked out the TV rights thing because that gives money in every school's pockets and they'll divide it 15 ways. And that helps out all these schools, which is important. But sticking with this Syracuse schedule, the road draw is very tough because you add a Notre Dame to the schedule. You add a UNC to the schedule, who's an up-and-coming UNC team for sure. A team that it's kind of cool that you just get to play some of these teams that you don't normally get to play. But you also have Clemson on the road. They're the only team in the ACC that is playing at Notre Dame and at Clemson, which is arguably the two toughest teams in the conference. I don't think arguably. I think they – and if it's not those two, UNC is probably the third, and guess who has to face them? The right, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then at Louisville and at Pitt, Louisville was going to be a home game. Now it's a road game. The other thing of note on the home side is you no longer are playing Florida State at home, which I guess is nice because you swap them out for Duke, which is not a rollover, but you played Duke really well at Duke last year, and now you play Duke hypothetically back-to-back years, which is kind of nuts. But the road schedule, I will say, Easy to see it and go, oh, gosh, at Notre Dame, at Clemson, that's a tough place to win. It's not going to be that tough or as tough as normal because there will be no fans in these arenas. So I think originally my mind went to, holy cow, like 0-5 on the road. I still think the road schedule's tough. I don't see a whole lot of wins from those five teams I just listed. The home schedule is really not that bad so it could be something like three and two at home four and one at home and one and four on the road i saw people joking five and oh oh and five i mean that that kind of does make sense when you look at it the first time i find it interesting when you look at how the acc laid out the matchups too is that they didn't take region into consideration at all and what i mean by that is you're not seeing notre dame play most of the northern schools the ACC, and and probably in conjunction with, with ESPN and NBC to some degree here as well, they made sure they still got their, their primetime, big-time Notre Dame games for the season, whether it's Clemson, Florida State, Louisville. UNC is going to be a big deal this year. They made sure that, that Notre Dame was taken care of, and, and the fact that you're seeing Florida State, one of the farthest south teams having to play Notre Dame shows you that they didn't take that much into consideration, which I'm a little surprised with. I thought that if we did see this, we'd probably see a little more regionality. Now, for Syracuse, I would say the regionality largely applies. You still see BC on your schedule. You got Pitt on your schedule. So it's a lot of the teams that you are going to face. And Notre Dame, I would say, is, is close in proximity to Syracuse, Louisville as well. So... I would say they checked all the boxes for a school like Syracuse, but for a school like Notre Dame, I feel like they they skipped over some things um, just to maybe appease the NBC and the the ESPN execs. Yeah, it's it's going to be a very challenging year for Syracuse if this season goes on to put out a winning record or 
a respectable final record. Now, records this year are going to be basically just thrown out the window because it's just such a weird year as is. But let's not forget, we were discussing a while back in the summer how some of these draft sites or some draft kings and FanDuel and some of these betting sites had Syracuse at like zero conference wins, one conference win on the season. Well, this conference schedule that they had probably just got tougher, if anything. And now you don't have any of those easy rollover non-conference games, except for maybe one, which we'll kind of discuss who that non-conference opponent could be a little bit later on in the show. I mean, this schedule that they had, these 10 ACC games, I don't care how bullish, optimistic you are about Syracuse and Dino Babers, it's hard to envision more than four or five wins. I think the home games, yes, I can see some, and there's so much unknown here, obviously, because, heck, a quarterback could test positive for COVID in this climate, and then, boom, that gives Syracuse a good chance of maybe beating Clemson if they don't have Trevor Lawrence or a hypothetical like that. It's going to be very different, obviously, and it's still kind of hard to process. But my point is, I don't think we can expect Syracuse to have a winning season this year after looking at this new plan from the ACC. We'll keep on talking about this whole ACC schedule, but first I got to tell you about rockauto.com. You know, it's the summertime, it's hot outside, and guess what? Everyone does not want to do during these months. Sit in a hot auto body store while your car is getting fixed. No, you can go to rockauto.com and make things so much easier. Not just that, you're going to save a chunk of change as well. They give you the best prices because rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers because guess what? There's hundreds of manufacturers out there that are making cars these days. There's different makes, models, all that stuff. You need the right parts for your car and you're going to get that at rockauto.com. Their catalog is unique and super easy to navigate. Tim's had a blast and an easy time trying to go through all that stuff and fix up his old Jeep. And guess what? You too can also get the same easy service that rockauto.com can provide. All you got to do is go to rockauto.com and see the parts that you need for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Again, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we're the ones who sent you over to rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Another thing that I found very interesting with this entire setup was the fact that they actually discussed bowl games to a degree here as well. They said the 15 teams will continue to be part of ACC's bowl selection process should Notre Dame win the ACC football championship game. They would be eligible for the Orange Bowl if not selected as a college football playoff semifinal team and I think that brings up okay what's going to determine bowl eligibility when you got 10 games as opposed to 12 are they going to slash some of the bowl games? Is that their plan? Because again, this, this could happen in this could happen in September. This season could happen in the spring. We're not exactly sure yet, and we'll get to some of the, how this changes our opinion of that a little later on. But I see this schedule, and I see the bowls, and I think okay, maybe they'll cut some bowl games this year just because they don't want to have the extended risks if they do follow through with it. 
and maybe five wins is now your bowl eligibility or maybe they keep it at six just so they have less teams to to pull from in which case that extra game that you schedule in the non-conference becomes super interesting because I think again it has to be played in the the state of the home institution of, from the ACC and the non-conference opponent has to meet the medical protocol requirements. I think that is going to make things a little bit dicey for Syracuse because a number of these other conferences have already said, all right, it's going to be conference only. So Syracuse, I mean, think about the some of the big conferences that haven't moved to that conference-only slate. SEC is one Which that I comes think there was a report. Uh, last night yeah. that SEC is trending that way, but it's not official. Yeah, it's not official, and and who anything goes with the SEC. And then <laughs> on top of that, you look at the Big Twelve too. I think is the other one that has not come out explicitly and said it. So I don't know. It, Syracuse might have to strap up for a tough non-con game. And you look at some of the like I would highly doubt the uh, uh, that a conference like the MAC or. Um, any of those West Coast smaller conferences, I highly doubt that they're going to be the ones that say, yep, uh, we're, we're going to not have a conference-only slate. We're still going to do the, the non – or we're still going to schedule our non-conference games a, as we were planning on. Yeah, so the only reason why I feel like some of these other conferences will have a non-con too and do this 10 plus 1 – is because these conferences have to be talking to each other, right? I mean, to me... Well, are they? Because I don't know. Because when you've got no college football czar, for lack of a better term, that's that's where things get interesting. Are these conferences talking to each other? Are they, they acting independently be. of each other? I would imagine they are, but I don't think you can guarantee it. I mean, there's no grand meeting of the minds that I've heard of. Well, I think they have to be, because how could the ACC say one non-conference game if they think there's any shot that there's going to be that they're going to be the only conference that has conference only i mean they have to be but we've also seen other schools say okay we are doing conference only so there's some sort of miscommunication between the ace or not miscommunication but they're on different pages the acc and then you've got the pac-12 and the big 10 i will say my working theory here which kind of disputes that the sec report of them going conference only I bet the SEC in the coming days, maybe in a week or so, comes out with a very similar plan of 10 plus 1 because then there's plenty of ACC-SEC rivalry games that are big-time draws ratings-wise. Mm-hmm. Think of Georgia-Georgia Tech, Florida-Florida State, Clemson-South Carolina. They want to keep those games on the schedule. And to me, I just don't see a world where the ACC wasn't in communication with the SEC, knowing that those are customary games. Maybe they won't be at the end of the year this year, but I bet there is that they've been in cahoots so that Georgia can play Georgia Tech this year. And I don't know, I mean, for Syracuse, like you said, initially I was like, oh, this only leaves Army and Buffalo in the FBS that's in-state. How is that fair to Syracuse when in another state that might have, like Florida has tons of teams down there, maybe a UCF or something will be on the table for a Florida State or a Miami? Well, I do think that Buffalo and 
teams like that, Army, probably won't have the opportunity to play Syracuse. I, I think it's a little far-fetched to assume that they would go all-in on a normal season and have non-con. I think we're trending more towards Syracuse playing that non-con game against a pretty decent opponent, like maybe an SEC school, which, again, I'd love for them to schedule a rollover game, but I don't know. I mean, I don't really know if Buffalo and Army are going to be there, and then if not, who else can you get? I mean, we don't want them going to Liberty again, right? Like, that was on the schedule, but... I think that'd be a bad look. So I don't think anyone's going to schedule Liberty. I, although I will nah. say this about the SEC, you know who their commissioner is, Greg Sankey, Syracuse grad. So oh, maybe yeah. there is some sort of right. talk right there because Kent Siverud is one of these heads in, in these meetings for the ACC and their athletic conferences. Uh, well, he's the chair play... of the ACC board of directors. Yeah, let's play hypothetical. Let's just say SEC, Big Ten, we already know they're only conference only. Pac-12, we know. Let's say they all just say we're conference only. I mean, what does the ACC do then? Because Can I throw something out there? Yeah, go for it. So UNC and Wake Forest have played non-conference games. They played one in yeah. this past season, 2019, and they were scheduled to play one in 2021, so next season. Could that we see that? Could the ACC grant a pass from that must be in the home state of the the home institution rule if you play a non-conference game against a conference opponent. I don't think that is out of the realm of possibility, especially when you've got two bye weeks in there. I think this is something that can yeah. certainly come to fruition. So that leaves Miami, Virginia, Florida State, I believe. Or maybe you, you double up on someone. Again, right. these schools are going to probably act independently and Virginia to try Tech to figure too. this out. Yeah. Yeah, I look, there's a million, million unanswered questions with this whole thing. I mean, is there going to be a college football playoff? Like we we don't really know. The ACC is kind of the first conference to get out ahead of this, which is kind of cool. And at least we sort of have a slate of games here to discuss with one missing. And I I do think that one game, though, everyone is going to say, oh, they'll just schedule a rollover. I, the more I think about it, I mean, is Buffalo really doing non-conference games this year? I, I just don't can I give see you the why one reason would. why they might, especially Buffalo when you're in state, why? and maybe maybe this is how the MAC is going to function. I haven't, I don't know exactly how the MAC has crafted their plan, but they need the money, and now that there's this newfound revenue for a bunch of these ACC schools because of this Notre Dame deal that, that's been put into play and the, the revenue sharing that's going to take place here, I think there's a real chance that maybe you could see, okay, the Mac's going to say you can play non-conference games, but only in your in your state that you're in, and, and it's going to be have to be bus trips and all that stuff. But because there's this new money, they can pay Buffalo to come take that game with them. You get what I'm yeah. saying? So that I don't know. Sense. we. We could see something like that because, again, there is going to be some additional revenue in play now. And listen, what MLB ratings have been through the roof. Can you imagine college football comes back? There's no NFL preseason. College football is going to be the first football back. All right. Any red blooded American is going to be glued to their television to watch this stuff. Yeah. So I think that 
you're going to see all-time highs in these TV deals. I mean, they're going to they're going to reap the benefits of it, no doubt. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, Tim, we're going to talk about what this means for Syracuse. Did they get a break? Is this tougher for them with this new schedule? And also, do we have increased confidence now that a college football season might happen? That's next. I want to pick your brain on this. Yeah. Does the new schedule that you see does it help or hurt Syracuse? Because again, we've kind of thrown out the joke there. They will go five and zero at home potentially, and zero and five on it the hurts. road. Yeah. You, I mean, this is. Do you think it helps or so you think it hurts? Yeah, I, I don't even think it's a, a dilemma really, or I, I mean, a debate because that that's a tough schedule. I mean, they added Notre Dame, they added UNC. They're now not playing Florida State, which is good, but. You bring in Duke there instead of Louisville at home. They're on the road. I I don't think there's any way to dispute that this is just a tougher ACC draw now. I mean, Notre Dame is the second best team in the conference, and you're adding them to the fold when you thought you weren't going to have to play them. So, yes, I I think it's tough when you you add the two with Notre Dame joined to the conference for 2020. I think it's tough when you have – you're adding two of the three best schools yeah. to your schedule. And one of them was worse, already on really. your schedule. So, yeah, it really couldn't have in that regard. But I will say this. That home slate looks mighty tasty. And if you're looking at a, a team that could go 500, I, yeah. I don't but, think it's – I don't – I think it's a – I'm not going to say it's a total – it's totally better for them, but – I err on the side of this is better than that for them because of the fact that you've got five teams because you're going on the road. You're probably going to lose all five of those games. I mean, you're looking at five of what, maybe the seven best teams in the conference. Yeah, it's the toughest on, road schedule. It's the toughest the road schedule, and it's not even close in the conference, yeah. all right? You, but I also think that the home schedule is pretty generous, and because of that, I'm I'm not totally out on the fact that hey, you, you look at that that road schedule or that home schedule rather, this could be a five and five team, and then of course there's the non-conference game that kind of breaks up whether you're a 500 team or not. But I look at the schedule and I think, uh, was Syracuse going to get five wins before? I don't know. And now I think I, it's very possible they could be a five-win team in a ten-game season. I mean. To me, it's pretty simple. What were we expecting from them conference win-wise going into this? Two wins? Three mm-hmm. wins? And now, I would say I see two. a lot more than two or three wins. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't see why why you're jumping to more wins when the schedule got tougher. I mean, the, ske- the road schedule is just a gauntlet. I mean, that is a tough stretch that they have. Right. And no, don't get me wrong. I think, out. I think they are going 0-5 on the road. When you right. look at those teams, and again, there's so many external factors that can go into it. I think this is an 0-5 team on the road. So, Well, the home schedule is really not that much different, except for Florida State is now not there. Duke is there, and Boston College went from road to home. I believe Wake Forest was road too, correct? So, uh, Wake Forest, yeah, was going to be on the road. Right. I mean, I, I guess... You lost Louisville from the home schedule too. I mean, it's it's different, but you you added win percentage to some of the toss up games, 
right? I mean, Wake Forest was going to be a close contest. You added a big amount of win percentage. it's not like they've got home but... crowd, though. Yeah, know? but it's the travel aspect. You're not sleeping in your own bed. You're going through all these protocols and all that stuff. I think it does matter. And then on top of that, you look at a team like Boston College where, okay, I would probably say Syracuse had a, what, 55% chance of winning that game at BC, and now I probably think they have a 65% chance of beating BC. Yeah, I mean, five wins do, is best case scenario to me. I don't think. Oh they yeah, get to I, I'm with record. you too. I, yeah, but five wins in a ten game season is is way different than great. five wins in a in a twelve game season. So yeah. I, yeah. I do think that Syracuse maybe caught a break with some of these games being shifted to home and some of the new additions to the schedule. Real quick, how does this change your perspective of whether or not they're playing college football? Because you and I have kind of been. Yes. Uh, Danny Downers here. We, we've been saying, okay, this is like a 5% chance that this season actually happens. Have you, you know, shifted I have. that percentage? Yeah, and maybe someone will call me a flip-flopper here, and maybe I'm overreacting Uh-oh, to this cue, news. Cue the dolphin noises. <laughs> right. I, I, I think the season's going to start. I feel very confident that they're going to give this a go. Now, what happens once it starts who the heck knows? I mean, I think there are so many hurdles once this thing starts that I am worried that we'll fall into kind of what baseball is dealing with now, which I'm not saying baseball's done, but there's going to be that, but probably even worse because honestly, it's easier to travel with a baseball team than travel with a football team. And, and it's not easy sport. traveling with a baseball team. I'll tell you that too. Yeah, I mean, that's true, but those are also athletes that are under contract and we're talking about student athletes it's hard to force them to play it's hard to commit them to something that puts maybe their families if not them at risk when there's all these variables i mean syracuse came out with something in an email one of the uh higher-ups at the university sent out an email to the students and said 200 positive cases is the max they can take it in a semester. I thought it was 100. I think it was 200. And was that 200? was because okay. they only have 200 quarantine rooms on campus. Okay. So now granted that is just campus housing. So it's not the entire student population because if you're off campus, then you can just quarantine in right. your room okay. and they would make you do that. I'm sure. But like 200 could happen pretty darn quick on a college campus. And, and listen, if everyone one of them is a football a player, right? Oh yeah. I, yeah. And if one of them is a football player, that guy is all of a sudden intermingling with a hundred guys. Oh yeah. And I'm just talking athletes. Yeah. They're intermingling with a hundred athletes on a, <laughs> for an hour, a couple hours a day. Right. So, and then you're going to be taking flights with them, sharing a hotel with one of them. And it's, uh, it could but be a I mess. Will, I so, do think they're, they're going to give it a go. Do you agree with that? I mean, I, I'm much more confident that maybe they don't start at September 7th, but honestly, I, I would say I'm over 50% that they start the season on September 7th. And I can't believe I'm saying that. I mean, that two weeks ago, I would have never said that. But this plan, maybe it's just made it look real for whatever reason. I'm probably slightly overreacting, admittedly. But Honestly, like there's so much money at stake. The ACC wouldn't just come out with this plan. They know what the country is in right now. If they get through camps and 
there's not an outrageous outbreak or not outbreaks across the ACC camps and sort of the country does not spike more than it has already spiked. I think they're going to start this, which season. is no barring, promise. Yeah, which is yeah, I agree. But barring in fact, I would say that's lofty. Things, right, but I mean, I I think they're going to start. They came out with this plan. It's literally in like a month, give or take. It's a little bit longer than that, but September seventh is right around the corner. These athletes are going to camps and everything. I mean, they're going to try and play ball here. They're going to kick off is my take. At least I'm over 50% on that. I don't know what happens after that, though, and I don't know where you draw the line of, okay, that's enough, let's call it. Okay, so you're over 50%. I'm a little more optimistic, but I think at the end of the day, the wild card that can trump whatever the hell the ACC put out yesterday is, hmm, what if kids don't go back to school? Yeah. That's a that's a great. I point. think yeah. I think that is the the giant elephant in the room right now is that all of this looks nice and well, but if kids don't go back to school, I I don't think that we're talking about a football schedule. So, and we've already seen what was it? Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech has opted out too. Not yeah. now. I don't think opt. You're not going to see large scale opt outs to the the degree that Probably see you'll some more, see. Though. You'll see a couple opt outs, no doubt. But yeah. I don't like. I mean, these, these rosters are 100 guys, so if you lose a guy, you're, it's going to be a next man up thing. I don't think that's going to be the problem. But I, if you don't see students back in, in school in the fall, then I don't think we're seeing football. So that's why I'm still cautious with my optimism in terms of this. So I'm still putting it at a 20%. But hey, that's 15% higher than it was yesterday. So <laughs> right. I, yeah. I'll take it. And listen, if we get to – I'll say if we get to August – 15th and nothing's been axed yet i'll join you i'll join you in the yeah. over 50 percent club and these other that, that's what it's going to take too will be interesting what happens on yeah. that front I, I it's such a weird time it's it's hard to process this information i'm sure all the listeners are kind of struggling with this too because you know i say that i don't know what will happen when they start the season or when they pull the plug it's also really hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that they'd start the college season, play like two games, and then just call out an Amber Alert like it's over, and then pick it back up. Like it's just, it's so unprecedented. I mean, we had March Madness canceled this year, like right before the yeah. tournament. This is a freaking weird year. So I don't really know, but I am way more optimistic about them starting the season after seeing this plan from the ACC. It'll be interesting to watch. It's going to be an interesting couple of weeks because guess what? It's almost August. I mean, this weekend is going to be August. So <laughs> they're they're creeping up. And right. I think what? When are Syracuse students going back to school? Is it August 10th? Did I, did yeah, I see that right? Maybe something like that. They pushed it up. Like I don't know. Yeah. But it, everything is right around the corner. So it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks to see how everything shakes out. And I think that the, the whole academics is going to really bleed into the athletics here as opposed or as an indicator of how things are going to or whether or not things are going to happen. Yeah. All right, coming up on tomorrow's show, we're going to do some hoops recruiting talk because we had a great graphic tweeted at us, Tim, from yes. Cuse Nation, and they're getting into <laughs> all the stuff about how likely it is that certain recruits come to Syracuse both in 2020 and or 2021 and 2022. So we're going to break that down and give you our percentages 
of these players coming to Syracuse. And we'll also get to the payoff of our Twitter game Tuesday, which also involved some 2021 yes, and 2020 recruiting, hoops recruiting. So, and if we have some time, we'll also get to the wide receiver talk. And if we can't, we'll get to that stuff on Monday. So for Tim, I'm Tyler. We will talk to you Friday morning. Oh.